Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Project. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Tickert, and I'm excited to have you here with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for being here with me. Um, Totally appreciate it, totally grateful for everyone who's listening. Uh, Thank you to current listeners, to old listeners, and welcome to all the new listeners. Um, Please feel free to go back and explore some of the other episodes, uh, explore the catalog, reach out to me on social media at Total Dream Pod or Tom at ThomasDickert.com or check out the website or find me some other way. Uh, There's a ton of different ways to get in touch with me. Uh, I encourage you to get creative and let me know if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for the show, if you have any ideas for guests for the show, or if you want to be a guest. Um, No shade. Feel free to recommend yourself. I'm open to it. Uh, Cool. So let's get into this week's episode. So what's new? Last week... Um, if you listen to last week's episode, I was talking about this uh, kind of feeling about like, you know, starting to feel a little overwhelmed, like the early stages of overwhelmed. Um, definitely not yet burnout, but I also didn't want to get towards burnout. If you haven't listened to the burnout episode, there's an episode of the podcast where we talk about burnout. So if you have any questions about what burnout is, go back and listen to that. But for this moment in time, at this point in my life, last week, I was doing a ton of stuff. I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I was recognizing a pattern that typically would lead to what I call burnout. Um, So I wanted to try something different. So I looked at what I was doing. I looked at all the different projects I had going um, and I went back to my goals for the year. I went back to my list of things that I said I wanted to accomplish and I said I was going to focus on and I compared that to what I was doing. I compared it to my goals, I compared it to my values for the year, and I decided that some of the things I was doing or trying to do were not necessarily um, congruent with the goals I'd set for the year. So I decided that right now, it's not the time that I'm going to start doing workshops in the office. I'm going to push that back a bit, not because I don't think having workshops is valuable and not because it's something that I'm not going to do but more so because I felt like adding in that level at this point was going to end up in me not doing anything properly. And I wanted to avoid, you know, having that burnout, having that tailspin. Uh, So I'm tabling that for a couple months and that's okay. You know, Um, I think it's a misconception that we have to be able to do everything and be everything for everybody. You know, this idea of being a high achiever who like can, do a million things at once and make everything come out personal. perfect is like, you know, I think there's a little bit of ego in there for me. I think there's a little bit of delusion in there. Um, and just some like, you know, poor programming, you know, some mother, father, teacher, preacher stuff where you think that like doing everything is going to associate you with being a better person or being more worthy of love or all of these things. And it's like one of my goals for the year is to focus on me and focus on my mental health and try to do things in a way that's congruent with all that. So I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to be congruent with its needs and what's right for me right now. You know, and what's right for me right now may end up meaning I don't do some things this year or I don't go for some opportunities. And that's okay too, you know, because my goal is to avoid spinning and avoid getting sidetracked and to stay focused. You know, my goal is to be authentic 
uh, and to show up as the best version of myself. I have that written on my mirror. I have it written on my cell phone. I have it all over the place for me to see. And I can't be authentic and I can't be the best version of myself if I'm scattered or spread too thin or pushed in a million directions. Um, you know, and the world is a stressful place. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, you know, and it's been a fun experience to say, hey, it's not that I'm never doing this. It's just not right for me right now. So I'm going to come back to it. So that's where we are with that. Uh, stay tuned. I'm sure I'll have more updates and more things coming in the future, but that's where I am right now. Um, yeah. And I want to feel good about my progress. And I want to do it in a way that's congruent. And I want to do it in a way that's sustainable. Um, and this is kind of similar to how the health challenge is going for me. You know, From the beginning, I've said... I wasn't overly interested in winning the health challenge, right? But my goal is to start building these healthy habits and these healthy routines and this healthy environment so that, you know, three, six, nine months into the year, I get to look back and say, oh, wow, the changes I've made are resulting in the changes that I wanted in my body or the changes I wanted in my health, you know? It's just like working out. Like you don't get muscle, you don't get muscles, you don't get muscles, um, you know, by working out hard for six weeks and then not working out anymore. You get muscles by creating a routine where you're regularly running or lifting or doing whatever your workout is sustainably over time. It's like chiropractic. You can go get one or two adjustments, get out of pain, and feel okay until it comes back. Or you can do consistent, long-term chiropractic care and see the myriad benefits to your health, to your wellness, to your life um, in pretty much every department. So like for me, it's the long con. We're, we're looking at the big picture here. Um, you know, I saw a funny meme the other day that is the opposite of this idea. But the meme was something to the effect of like, oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's worse and more painful. And I thought that was pretty funny. But I do ascribe to the idea that the long term, the big picture, the marathon is the way to approach it. Um, and it's better for you. It's better for your health outcomes. And maybe for me, I don't know about you. Uh, your, your needs, your goals, your desires might be different. From time to time, you have to have intense work and productivity. From time to time, you have to have intense rest and relaxation. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not optional. You need to have both those things. So we'll see where we go from here. But yeah, so the health challenge is going fine. Um, again, I don't think that I'm going to win it, but again, that's not the really the goal. The goal is to change my behavior and my relationship with food and my calories that I intake while improving and making it more consistent in my physical activity. Um, and yeah, that actually could result in weight gain depending on how it goes. It may be that it's time to put muscle on and end up heavier, um, but it's not going to be over in two weeks. It's going to be ongoing project and you're going to hear me talk about it a lot but let's not get too distracted because we are paying attention to time this week uh, i'm going to raleigh this weekend north carolina what's up uh very excited let me know if you have any recommendations for raleigh north carolina uh i looked at the weather for new york and was like oh no i'm going to be out of town it's going to be almost 60 degrees but then i looked at the weather for raleigh and it's going to be mid to high 60s there so i'm pretty excited about that i can uh, almost remember what to wear in that weather, so should be fun. But it also means I get to pack light, which will be good because I'm coming back as the Super Bowl is going on, um, and I'll probably only catch part of it considering I have to get back from the airport. 
but if I'm traveling lighter, it'll be easier to just go meet up with friends. So that'd be fun. I don't think that I've missed a Super Bowl since like 2001 at least. Um, you know, so it'll be fun to see what the rest of the world does uh, while the Super Bowl's on. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. Uh, the Super Bowl could be a good game. It could be BS. You know, it's the same as every year. Hopefully, it's a fun game. Hopefully, it's a good game. Um, you know, I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's it's not smart to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I've learned that. Uh, but hopefully, they give them a run for their money, and maybe um, you know, maybe San Francisco can pull it off and complete Brock Purdy's just magic, magic story. Um, or maybe they maybe they'll crash and burn. Either way, it should be a fun day. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've also recently found a new video game that I'm really into. It's called Cult of the Lamb. Uh, it's a fun game. It's on the Switch. I don't know if it's on other things as well, but I'm playing it on Switch. Um, and essentially what you do, the point of the game is to build a cult. So it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like uh, a f- edgier, more kind of structured version of like Animal Crossing. So you're building up things. You're attracting followers. You're... Uh, providing for them you're cleaning up after them while you're also going on adventures and quests where you're fighting bad guys uh and retrieving um different uh trophies and articles and things like that so it kind of has a little bit of everything but i'm loving it i'll talk more about it soon uh one of my big goals for the year is to do an episode about video games Um, i've wanted to do this for a long time but i've been hesitant because i've wanted to make sure to do it right so stay tuned for that hopefully that's in the pipeline um, all right, so let's get into this week's episode. So on the surface, this week we're talking about oleic acid, and we'll get into what that is and the health benefits and yada, yada, yada. But really, that's just the surface, the superficial level. What we're really talking about is examining our beliefs, considering conflicting evidence, evolving what we think, and maybe once in a while doing what feels right over what's the quote-unquote best. So... I don't have a dramatic end to it. Just cue the music. Welcome to another episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Thomas Dickert. I'm a chiropractor, meditation teacher, entrepreneur, and lover of life, and I'm excited to have you join me for this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Project. Like I said in the intro, ostensibly, this is an episode about oleic acid. But ultimately, this is an episode about examining our beliefs, considering new evidence, you know, killing some sacred cows, and figuring out how to make it all work for our lives. So I'm going to start with, uh, you know, Something that happened to me in the last week that I thought it'd be fun to share with you guys. So this episode's going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit different, a little bit more blog post, a little bit more um, that feeling. So let me know what you think about it. Uh, ultimately, we can always go back to doing things the other way. But last week, I was fasting. Um, I don't remember what day it was. Maybe it was Tuesday or Monday. It's not important. Um, I was fasting, you know, as part of my approach to 
food this year. I'm definitely working in more fasting days. Fasting is obviously something that's very important to me and very uh, important to the podcast. I'm pretty sure that was one of the first episodes we did. So if you have questions about fasting, feel free to go back and look at it. But I was fasting and it was going really well. You know, like at this point in my life, I can do a 24 hour fast, no questions asked. Um, I feel great. I think clearer. Um, my body loves it. It's, it's going really well. Uh, on this particular day, I started thinking about breakfast cereal. You know, for those of you who fast uh, regularly, you know that your brain goes down some fun little rabbit holes while you're fasting. And so I was thinking about breakfast cereal by the middle of the day, and I was pretty fixated on it, you know. Um, specifically, I was thinking about Fruit Loops uh, and fond memories about Fruit Loops. And I was, you know, k- kind of lamenting the fact that I'd probably never have Fruit Loops again. So for those of you who are not familiar with Fruit Loops, uh, Fruit Loops, the name kind of explains what they are. They're loops. Um, they're, there's not really any fruit involved in the Fruit Loops, but there's a flavor, and that flavor is what the breakfast food industry has tried to convince small children is the taste of fruit. I guess it's supposed to be all fruit. It's like a sweet Nice little flavor I associate with childhood. You know, Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles, same flavor, different consistency, but kind of that idea. Um, so it's not really fruit, but there are definitely loops. <laughs> um, if you want a fun side note, go watch the episode of Drunk History where they talk about Kellogg and this complete like sociopath of a person um, and how the whole... like breakfast cereal industry basically got started and what an absurd story it is and how nonsensical it is that we decide to eat these things for breakfast we've talked about many times the concept of what you eat first affects how you eat for the rest of the day so i can't think of anything worse for you than eating a bowl of like artificially flavored and colored uh processed grains to start your day but i digress um you know, and then one more digression. Let's also take a moment to think about how much we let breakfast cereal companies advertise to children. If you've not watched child's programming recently, same as it was when we were kids, it's like 80% breakfast cereal commercials. It's insane. Um, direct marketing of junk food to children is very much akin to the direct marketing of pharmaceuticals to adults. It is insane that we do that in this country. Uh, we definitely should stop that. Please make a stink about it, talk to somebody who's in charge, get them to argue with the other billionaires, and let's figure out how to do that differently. But again, interest of time, let's stay focused. Um, So again, no more digressing. While I was in my fast-induced rabbit hole, lamenting that I would most likely never get to firebomb my body with the high-carb, low-protein, fake nutrition of breakfast cereal ever again, I remember this company called Magic Spoon. Um, so Magic Spoon's kind of an example of a modern trend where companies attempt to make healthy versions of some of the trash we grew up on. Um, a similar one would be like Olipop for soda. So Olipop makes soda. They put prebiotics in it. They use um, a little bit better sugar and that sort of thing. And they make a quote-unquote healthy version of soda. Is it healthier than you know a can of American Coca-Cola? 100%. Is it healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, so Magic Spoon does that, but they do that for breakfast cereal. Um, So on this particular day, I was already planning on breaking my fast that evening. So I decided what better way to do this than with this weird hipster, supposedly healthier 
breakfast cereal. I mean, actually, I went home and I had a normal, healthy breakfast or breakfast. I guess it was breakfast. I had a normal, healthy meal to break my fast. We can call it breakfast, even though it was at eight o'clock at night or whatever it was. And then I was going to have some magic spoon as a little dessert. Um, you know, I already knew that the magic spoon was high in protein. So even though it was a super processed food and it probably had a bunch of other BS in it, I was fine. I was like, all right, cool. This will be my dessert for the evening. Um, you know, probably at least on par with having like a bowl of ice cream health wise. Um, you know, I never thought that having it would be a healthy move, but I was curious and I'd been thinking about breakfast cereal all day. And I happened to know that the store right by my train stop, um, had it in stock. Uh, so, you know, one plus one plus one is three home. I go with a box of magic spoon. Um, I'd been aware of it for a while. I'd never really heard anyone talk about it in an especially positive way. So I assumed that it was bullshit. Uh, you know, either that it was going to taste super processed or not taste good or be like a pale imitation of it. Um, so I got home, ate my dinner, um, broke my fast. And then I had a bowl of magic spoon and this is not a big advertisement for magic spoon. Um, you know, they are what they are. Not, I'm not here for them or against them, uh, but this is just the experience. I was pretty swept away by the sandwich, like or the sandwich, sorry, by the cereal. Um, it was pretty great. It was pretty close to what I remembered Fruit Loops being consistency-wise, taste-wise. It was checking a lot of boxes for me. It scratched that itch for my lost love of Fruit Loops, um, and I was pretty happy in the moment. Uh, you know, I obviously knew that this was tricky because uh, you know I've made. 54 episodes of a podcast in most of those episodes i've talked about things like avoiding processed food any type of cereal is super processed um keeping ingredients to under five magic spoon has more than five ingredients in it that's for sure um and at this point i realized i hadn't really looked at the ingredients so i figured i would do that that would be the nail in the coffin i'd be done with this um, so I did, and there were you know less ingredients than I expected there to be, but there were still more than five. And sure enough, there was one ingredient that set off my total dream life project emergency alarm: sunflower oil, <laughs> a dreaded seed oil in the thing that I had just eaten. Oh no! Um, so obviously, this food is poison, and I'm never going to eat it again. And it's just another example of what's wrong with the world and nutrition and health industry and yada yada yada. I ate the entire box. Um, it was amazing. I had a good time. I figured that was going to be the end of it. Um, but there was one thing that was nagging at me a little bit. Uh, and there was a word in front of sunflower oil. And the word was oleic. And I kind of remembered the word oleic from like school and nutrition classes. But it hadn't really been something I was thinking about all the time. Um, so I was curious as to why they'd made a point of saying that the sunflower seed oil was oleic sunflower oil um so why not dive in i figured let's talk a little bit about oleic oil um so oleic oil is um it's a principal component of olive oil it has a ton of health benefits it's one of the reasons that everyone's so excited about the mediterranean diet and why we espouse that as being such a great diet to pursue um oleic oil has anti-cancer properties it protects against alzheimer's uh it lowers bad cholesterol it is a non-essential fatty acid or non-essential oil, which means our body actually makes it. 
Um, and it's one of the most abundant, if not the most abundant fatty acid in the body. It's integral to our brain and nerve membranes, so it's super important to our central nervous system, which we all know is a huge focus here at the Total Dream Life Project. Um, it's important in cell membrane walls, making sure that they're the right thickness and consistency and permeability. It coats, it makes up the myelin sheaths, which are like insulating sheaths that wrap around your nerves and make them super conductive so that they can send and receive information between the body and the brain. Um, so super important there. It's, um, and like all fatty acids, that's one of the main functions is also uh, as an energy molecule. So it's an energy molecule and it's super important in cell membranes. We can't live without it. Super important. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what oleic acid is. And right there you're thinking, okay, well, maybe this is a positive thing. Um, so let's go specifically to sunflower oil. There are four types of sunflower oils that are available in the U.S. So you have high linoleic, uh, mid oleic, uh, high oleic, and high stearic slash high oleic. Um, some of them are high in linoleic acid. Some are high in oleic acid. So the difference, um, linoleic acid is an omega-6 fatty acid. Uh, when you say omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, it's really like a chemistry thing. It's talking about the structure of the molecule and where there are double bonds in the molecule. It's not important for what we're talking about today, but it does affect how your body processes it, how it breaks it down, what kind of free radicals are produced, and things like that. Um, so oleic is an omega-9 fatty acid, which means it's a monounsaturated fatty acid with one do double bond. So poly, double, two double bonds. Mono, one, one double bond. So it affects how your body uh, processes it and how your body can use it. So one of the things we've talked about on the podcast is how different oils have different stability under heat. The main issue that we have with seed oils is that their stability in cooking and the byproducts that are released when you heat them um, are a little more unstable, a little more wild than things like olive oil and coconut oil and things that are a little more stable. Uh, and one of the reasons that we've generally recommended avoiding seed oils because they can be affected by how they're stored and how they're processed and how they're transported and how you use them as far as cooking. Um, but high oleic oils are thought to be more stable during cooking. Um, and it could be why they used it in Magic Spoon. And it could be possible that it's not a deal breaker for my, you know, Frankenstein cereal that I'm eating over here. Um, fatty acids, we don't need to get into the entire like structure and function of fatty acids. What I would recommend, as I recommend all the time, go to YouTube. There are four-minute videos on fatty acids on YouTube that make it more understandable than four-month-long uh, classes in chiropractic school. Like, you know, it's really amazing the information that's there on YouTube. Um, you know, so fatty acids, like we said, they're important, different functions in your body. Um, and they're something you get a lot from food. Some you make in your body, like the omega nine fatty acids. Some are essential, like three and six that you have to get from your diet. So three, six and nine, again, it talks about the structure of the fatty acid and where those double bonds are in the carbon chain. Um, we talked a little bit essential versus non-essential. So essential means that you have to get it from your diet because your body can't make it. Non-essential means you can make it in your body. So three and six, omega-3 and six, are essential because you can't make them in your body. Omega-9 is not termed essential 
for your diet because your body makes it already. It's totally essential for your life and for the function of your body and your health, but you make it naturally. So we're always, we're always going to have omega-9 in our body, but there might be some benefits to consuming it as well. Um, one of the things that we know for certain is that too much omega-6 is a concern because when it's out of balance with omega-3, it's associated with inflammation. Um, <clears throat> essentially, the 3 and 6 balance is really important because the 3 is anti-inflammatory and the 6 is inflammatory. But if you have them in the right combination, it's going to not cause inflammation in our bodies. Too much 6 and not enough 3 is going to lead to negative health outcomes. It's going to lead to inflammation. It's been shown to lead to obesity. Um, so some of the effects on health of oleic acid, the omega-9 acid, and some of the benefits for us are things like reduced blood pressure, lower cholesterol, lower the bad cholesterol, um, promotes fat burning, it helps prevent type 2 diabetes, um, it promotes brain function, uh, it can help prevent ulcerative colitis, uh, it can help us fight infections, it's good for our skin, and if I didn't say it already... It has anti-cancer properties, so super important for those of us who are living longer in a highly toxic world who want to help limit our exposure to cancer. Um, yeah, so turns out oleic might be good, um, and it might be a better version, um, and if you saw two cereals on the shelf and they were the same, but one had oleic acid and one just had normal high linoleic acid sunflower oil it would definitely be healthier to go for the oleic acid so does that mean it's okay for me to eat this cereal that i'd found and the answer is yes and no you know it has less ingredients and less sus ingredients specifically than some of the protein bars that i eat regularly or at least that i used to eat regularly i'm, I'm still trying to cut back on the protein bars and ultimately ultimately make my own but for store bar bought ones like my favorite perfect bars which i recently reclassified on the pro on the podcast as dessert bars um you know this might be a better option it's got a lot of protein it doesn't have a lot of carbs um it doesn't have any grains it doesn't have um a lot of the stuff that like you're trying to avoid but yeah it's a processed food and i've said many times to just avoid those so still not a best practice to have a ton of processed food in your life. I do not recommend that. Um, avoid processed food. Maybe not like the plague, but avoid it as much as you can. But from time to time, we're going to have some treats. We're going to have some shortcuts. We live in a busy world. It's fast-paced. It's stressful. Um, we got to have some fun. And from time to time, a processed food or even a super processed food might sneak into your diet. I don't think it's a reason to shut everything down and to completely freak out. Um, I also don't think that I'm just going to eat cereal all the time, although I have a few boxes because I wanted to try the different flavors, uh, but I digress. Um, again, this is a high-protein food, so if your processed food that you're looking at is at least high in protein and it meets that protein ratio that we talked about, that 30% rule, where, again, real quick, you take the uh, grams of protein in your food, you times it by four because... Each gram of protein has four calories. So say you had something that was 100 calories total, and it had 10 grams of protein. 10 times 4 is 40. 40 is more than 30% of 100. So it beats the 30% rule, 
which means it's something that I want to eat to maintain muscle and help promote burning fat. So something to consider when I'm considering which processed foods to eat. Just a thought. So, you know, the high protein is filling, um, and most of the ingredients, at least in this particular cereal, mean well. Um, you know, it could be a tasty treat or dessert, um, and maybe it's less BS than a lot of stuff. I don't know. I think ultimately you kind of have to meet these things one at a time and make the decisions for yourself. I'm, I'm coming around to this idea that it's not healthy to be Spartan all the time. I think it's good for our mood, it's good for our psyche, it's good for our bodies to have little cheats and treats along the way, you know, in moderation. It's good to reward ourselves. It's good to have a version of something if it brings up sentimental emotions or good memories. Like, that has positive effects on our body and our health. And, you know, in general, the world's trying to sabotage you left and right. So it's going to be important to have some fun along the way, to have some little treats available, um, and occasionally you have to kill a sacred cow or two. So the idea of killing a sacred cow is like you have to examine your beliefs. You have to constantly be testing your assumptions. Uh, you don't want to get so set in your ways that you never change or never consider differing opinions or other opinions. Um, so like there might be some potential benefits in moderation to some of the things that I've previously labeled as hard rules here on the podcast. Um, a lot of times in the podcast when I'm making something, I tend to lean into it being a hard rule because that's kind of the nature of podcasts. People don't want to hear, oh, maybe it's this. It could be a little bit of that, like some this, sometimes that. You want to have a general theme and a general recommendation. Um, but ultimately in life, you want to have some wiggle room, I think. So obviously eating whole foods like olives, fruits, vegetables, proteins, things like that is, is more healthy than eating processed food. But it doesn't mean that, like, you never have a little processed food, you know. And, again, there's a spectrum. Is this product better than that product? What's that product cooked in? What's this product made of? How much protein? How much this? Are there bad things in it? Preservatives, colors, start, da 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 da, da. Lots of things to consider. And I think you kind of have to take it on a case-by-case basis. Um, you know, we did a whole episode about the risks associated with seed oils and oils in general. So go back and listen to that because that'll definitely help inform your decision on how you want to snack and do other things. Um, but I'm thinking that there's a, a world where certain versions of things are less evil than others. Um, you know, I'm probably going to get kicked out of the health nut world for this. They're going to revoke my podcasting card, but that's okay. Um, you know, again, this is all just part of a journey. It's part of a process. Uh, it's how we learn about ourselves. It's how we learn about our bodies. How we learn about life is by experimenting with things, trying different things, getting rid of what doesn't work, keeping what does work, um, and trying to stay sane and happy and productive to society in the meantime. You know, so take it for what it is. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode. Uh, let me know if you hated it. Let me know if you liked it. Um, we can always revisit some of these topics or dive deeper into um the things that we were talking about as far as the different types of saturated and polyunsaturated and monounsaturated and like we can get into that more if you want i'm happy to um so yeah reach out to me on social reach out to me in person reach out to me via you know snail mail however you want to do it um i love and appreciate you thank you for taking time out of your week to listen to this have a great week be kind to yourself get outside of your comfort zone 
Um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Love you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social at Moby Dickert and learn more about me and the podcast at thomasdickert.com. Mm-hmm.